Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's my great honor to welcome Apostle and Brother Dave. My life's been changed just knowing you. <laughs> Thank you. I have definitely inclined just getting to know you. <laughs> I give honor to my husband. Hallelujah. Thank you for Brother Tim. <laughs> we just honor you today and the call of God on your life, and thank you for everything you do. Well, I can tell you, I, being in this gathering, I don't feel as if I'm here to release anything but receive. <laughs> so <laughs> I've received so much, who knows what's going to come out. <laughs> um, I honored this house and the couple that God has um, put in place here with many other couples and many of you. I just, I honor you as a sister hub for the DNA of Revival Hubs is in this house. The DNA of Revival Hubs is in this house. The DNA of Revival Hubs is in this house. There is no lack for revival in this house. The DNA of Revival is in this house. It is flowing. You're not waiting on revival. You are revival. There's revival here. We're not waiting. You're actively pursuing the more. You kept saying, I'm coming up, we're coming up, we're inclining. And I just kept seeing the number four over the building. And then I saw four, four, four. And he says, you're creating and you are making a nest for the eagles. For cross it is the eagle's nest. That you are the land of the eagles. Many think that you're landlocked and you're limited by what is here and what is not here. But God says you were never meant to be locked here. For he's creating streams in the desert. You are sent ones. That this is a hub of revival. That they will come and they will dip in the water. Swim for a while. Receive tongues of fire. And then be sent out. So don't be discouraged by what is not here because they're going to go out and bring the goods back into the eagle's nest. They'll get a measure here, but what they go out and bring back is going to be even greater. So God says today, take the limits off. Don't look around at your streets or your city and think what is not here because you were not meant to be stuck here. You are not meant to be locked in here. You are sent ones. This is a hub 
where they will come in and they will go out. And then I saw suddenly, I saw resources coming in, not just to this hub, but to the city. So get ready for an oasis. And where there's an oasis, people come and camp. They camp out. So I prophesy that the oasis is full and overflowing. And the news, the good news, is going out now. And they're going to come and they're going to drink and they're going to rest and they're going to get filled and they're going to go out and they're going to gather others and the nest is going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. You ever seen an eagle's nest compared to the other nest? It's a big, big nest. You guys are going to have eaglets that are going to come in here. (laughs) The DNA of the Revival Hubs is here. You are our sister hub. The DNA. In 2006, God gave me the vision of the hubs. And then I think it was in 2000. I think 16 or 2015, I met Ryan Lestrange, and I did not want to call this man. And there was a young man in our ministry, and he just kept saying, Mom, you got to call this guy. It's like he lives in the pond next door. He's speaking the same things that you're speaking. He's talking about hubs and the new breed. I said, well, he may have the language, but I'm done with those prophets. Because they always want to come in and they tear down. But God is raising up a new breed with the wind beneath their wings and in their lungs. They go where the wind of God sends them and they speak only what God tells them to speak. And so this man, how many of you know Ryan Lestrange? So he kept calling me and kept calling, and I kept ignoring his calls. And finally, one day, he says to me, he says, girl, you are hard to get a hold of. He says, I want to talk to you about hubs and the new breed. And I just acquiesced to the Holy Spirit. How many, how many of you know you just sometimes, even though your flesh is telling you no, and the Spirit is saying yes, and you just say, okay, God. And I met this man, and he came through. Him and Jennifer LeClaire. And they began to talk about hubs rising. (laughs) And I've been declaring a thing since 2006, thinking, is anyone ever going to get this? Is anyone ever going to get this? We'd go to places and you would speak about revival. And they'd say, yeah, I remember. I've heard the stories. I said, well, get ready because we're about to embark on something new. It's the former and the latter coming together. And it's going to come suddenly on the land. Because there's going to be a people that say, I'm not doing church anymore. I'm not coming for the program. I'm coming because Abba. (laughs) Abba. (laughs) Come on. Because we belong to Abba. As she sings it, I want you to know three times in the word, Abba. 
It means father. This revival belongs to Abba. Your revival, you belong to Abba. The father that could not receive you here on this earth, your physical father. See, we think we're born in the natural, but we're not. We're born of the spirit. And we're finding our way back to the one that is spirit. So father is calling you back. What your earthly father couldn't do for you, Abba has already done. We're just coming into the realization, the revelation for such a time as this. He's not a program. He's not what the church has made him out to be. He's a man that sent his son. There is no other God beside him. Every God that has been worshipped on this earth has never sent a living being from them to this earth. Only our God, Abba. Only our God, Abba. Our Father, who is spirit and is saying to our spirit, will you come alive? Awake, awake. Awake, awake, oh sleeper. Awake, awake, oh sleeper. Awake, awake, for your father on this earth may have put you to sleep. But I'm saying rise, rise, son, rise, daughter, rise with the DNA of revival in your bones. I'm taking your heart and I'm bringing you back to me. See, that's what revival is. This song is revival. Revival is not just jumping and shouting. It's transformation when our hearts turn back to the reality of who God is. He's not a man on the cross. He's not a baby in the manger. He's alive. He holds the keys. He's more real then. Come on, he's making it reality to us. He's not just a song we sing. We're not singing about him. We're singing to him now. This song, she's singing to him. More of heaven. The wind in my lungs. Come on, this is revival. When you sing about the orphans, that's revival. When you sing about the widows, that's revival. Abba, Abba, you, you are my reality. Not the things that I desire, but what do you desire, God? Abba, Father, tell me. I want to do what you do, Father. I want to do like your son did. He says, I only do what I see my Father doing. What do you see today? See your Father. See Abba. Come on, we've given ourselves to so many lovers, our jobs, our bills, our chaos. But God is saying, come on, you belong to me. You don't belong to all of that. Come on. Abba, we belong to you. For this hub is the DNA of revival. I know why she said, sing this song. Because I was sitting there 
you are revival. God, you are revival. Remember the Jesus movement? Get ready. Get ready. Because you're about to be the Jesus movement of the 21st century. In revival's past, we waited for one man or one woman, but God says, I'm raising up sons and daughters. He said in Joel 2, this is your time that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. He's not calling for just pastors. He's calling sons and daughters. Come, come, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, wind, go to the north, go to the south, go to the east, go to the west. Abba. When you really get that, I belong to you. When you can say everything, I let go of everything. See, you can't come to him and say, I belong to you with all the chaos and all the stuff. You got to come low, crawling in. Where all your stuff can't follow you because you're going so low. Because all your stuff wants to be high and exalted up and say, hey, you'll never make it out. You'll never be the son of God. You'll never be. But God says when you come low and you let go, he becomes the reality. Woo. He wants to be more real than all the chaos. Come on. Everything that's going on, all your unbelief, all your depression. Come on, he's more real. The enemy's a liar. Your sadness is not your reality, it's a lie from the enemy. That you have to just come here out of duty. It's a lie from the enemy. You're here because God is a God who reveals himself. And he's drawing you. Whether it is by some, some mother or auntie that says you got to go to church. You don't know. God's using her. To provoke you. To say, Abba. Abba. Abba, you're my reality. Those drugs, they're not your reality. That addiction is not your reality. See, when you come out of addiction, you no longer say, I'm an addict. Because you are what you declare you are. We got to prophesy as sons and daughters the living word of God of who we are. I belong to Abba, and he's my reality. He's my reality. Anxiety is not my reality. That longing for that thing that is of darkness, 
It's not your reality. Come on, God's moving in this house today. There is a breaker's anointing because of the DNA of revival in this house. Because of one woman that said, I will go, Lord, and I will follow you. Because Abba became her reality. She said, I'll let go. And the minute she let go, God said, okay, here, I'll give you even more. Woo. Come on, he's your reality. There's a blood transfusion that's happening right now. There's an exchange between heaven and earth right now. Heaven and earth. Come on, I didn't plan on this. This is God's plan. This is his breath. This is the wind of God. This is what it looks like. A gift can come in and sound good, but when the anointing shows up, people run to the altar and say, that's my word. That's my word. That's what I'm here for today. Ooh. There's a reality that God is the breaker. That he goes before you. And he tears down every stronghold. Come on, Lord. Keep speaking to us. You may be just getting a glimpse. But John said in Revelation, he just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking and kept looking. Keep looking. Keep looking because there is a reality that is being made real right here, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just enter in. Close your eyes. If you're just sitting out here, close your eyes. Enter in. There is a move of God to set the captives free today. I hear, oh, I've tried it and it doesn't work. Well, I say to you, come on, one more time. One more time. One more time. Say, God, I want you to be my reality. I want you to be my reality. Come on, I can feel the struggle for somebody in here. God goes after the one. God goes after the one. And I am telling you, there is one in here today that God is going after. I can feel it when God goes after the one. There is that anointing in this place. You guys open the heavens. So now this is what revival looks like. God going after the one. Do what only you can do, God, for he you are, El Shaddai. You can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, God. Oh, I see. I see light. I see light coming in. I see light coming in. I see light coming into the darkness. Come on, somebody. Somebody here is in the dark night of their soul. Come on. And God is fighting for you. 
God is fighting for you. He's saying, come out of that dark night. Come on, here's the word. Here's the word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. You are coming out of the darkness right now for the light of God is shining forth right here in this room. God is separating light and darkness right now. The power of the living God that created the heavens and the earth. He came and he brought adjustment. He brought order out of chaos. God is bringing order out of your chaos right now. Your mind is in chaos, but God says, I'm coming in and I'm bringing light. I release the light to you right now. There are broken, hurting people in this room right now. And this is what revival is for. See, when your heart cries, Abba, then the one that is going through the dark night of the soul can cry, Abba, because you have released a sound. You have released the sound of Abba. The apostle of our house, he said, Darla, I keep seeing you ordering light. I keep seeing you ministering light. I keep seeing you orchestrating light. And it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, Lord, what is that? Because it's a new era. And God wants you to see in the new era. Apostle, he wants you to see those that are coming to you. He wants them to see in this new era. He is divided. There's been a closing of the chapter. And God is opening a new chapter. He is saying, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light because the Father of creation is hovering over you right now. And I'm bringing light to you. This is your suddenly. This is your suddenly. This is when the lights got turned on right here, March 17th. What time is it? Somebody give me the time. What time is it? 12.02. 2 2 means revelation. God is revealing himself to you right now. You mark that the light of God, the father of lights, <laughs> come on, he's the father of lights. He illuminates your, who you are, who he created you to be. He's illuminating to you who he is. 
Father God is speaking today. Father God, Abba, the Father, even Jesus turns to the Father, it says in the Word. And he speaks to the Father. Even where he sits, he doesn't move until the Father tells him to move. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I knew when joy was being released today. May I take my shoes off? I just heard a rumbling. When the ground shakes, I want to feel it. <laughs> I just felt it in my spirit. Whew. I think of the road that Paul was traveling on. And it said, suddenly a light shone all around him. The light is going to be so bright that you're not going to be able to see how you saw. God's going to have to give you new eyes. So I just pray for new eyes, fresh seeing right now. That you come up seeing differently with new eyes, new eyes, new eyes. Paul came up, he was blinded. Oh God, blind us so we can see. <laughs> blind us to the things that the enemy has clouded our vision with. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. This is a powerhouse. It's a powerhouse. I knew when you all were moving, it's like, you'll never be the same. There's no going back. You stepped into the call and you unlocked. You know, when you step in obedience and there's agreement, you become a key, an unlocker. You've unlocked, you've uncapped the well, so there's no going back. There's no going back. God has made a separation of what was and what is to be. I believe that a house like this will see the Shekinah glory. The weighty glory. The weightiness of God. Whew. In the weightiness and in the Shekinah glory, the priests couldn't even finish their service. And that says to me, God moved in change the order. <laughs> he had to lay them down on their face. <laughs> oh, oh, 
is a closing of the church age and a dawning of a new era. Rise up, sons and daughters, for I'm pouring out my spirit. Oh, you all, you all were prophesying it. It doesn't take a prophet to come in here and see anything. They used to say Ray Charles could see in our house. Well, the same for here. My God, my God, all you have to do is just stand up and just say, God, this is what I want. It's right here. You, you don't need it. You got it. You got it. You've got it. You don't need it from out here. You've got a direct line. The ladder's already built. It says around the throne, around the throne. There's portals that are open. Ladders where angels ascend and descend. Y'all were talking about it. Y'all saw it. It's Revelation 4. There's that 4. There's that 4. You know, 4 is Daleth in the Hebrew. Guess what it means? Worshiping God in heaven. Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before, keyword, spoke to me like a trumpet blast. Who do we have as a president? Is he trumpeting? Do we agree with everything he's about? No. But when the people of God don't rise up, when they're not prophesying to their sons and daughters that you'll be the next president, guess what? God has to go to a heathen and bring him forth for his purposes. Rise up, sons and daughters, and begin to prophesy. We need a righteous president. We need someone that God just didn't have to go put a hook in his mouth, but somebody that's led by the Spirit of God. Come up. The voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. Do you ever think, why is that in red letters? Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. Everything that Jesus said was in red letters. And in Revelations, where is he? There's red letters, and it says, come up here. I want to show you what must happen after this. We are a people right now that we must come up. We must incline to heaven. And we must have an ear to hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. We're in crucial times. And I will trumpet everywhere I go. Do you know the hour that your nation is in? Do you know the hour that your church is in? Do you know the hour that you're living in? Do you know the condition? What will we do with the condition? There was one that saw. You remember Nehemiah? 
said he was troubled by the conditions that he saw. And what did he do? He cried out. There is a cry coming to the people of God. That's why we're crying for revival. But there is a greater cry. We're having a grassroots movement right now. Say, I'm the first fruits. Isn't it nice to be the first? But you know what? It can be hard, right? Because nobody's gone this way before, right? But guess what? Abba. Abba. I've had a reality, a reality check of who you are. So let's go clear some land. Let's go blaze a trail. Let's see what nobody else is seeing. You know, there's kids that are raised in abusive homes and children that things are done to them and they say, my mother never knew. It's because we've learned to turn a blind eye. It's because we've learned to be numb to the situations and what's going on. But God is saying, I'm stirring something inside of you. Your DNA is not the DNA of a sleeper. Your DNA is of one to be awake and on the wall and see the conditions that are around you and then to respond rightly. See, when you see, when you come up and you incline to heaven, guess what? There's a responsibility. And you better know Abba because everything in the natural will come against that reality. Oh, what you experienced, it's not real. Oh, you went home and things are just the same. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're waiting on you to respond rightly to what you received here. Take it home and be the light into the darkness of the situations and begin to speak light. Begin to speak the word of God. The word of God says, declare a thing and it shall be so. You know, when you declare the word of God, if you don't know the word of God, get your Bible and just start walking around your house and speaking to your situation. As many times Dave will go out and he'll go out working in the yard and I'll just get my word and I just start declaring the word of God. I'm like, Lord, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not moved by all these situations. I'm releasing light. I'm releasing wind. I'm releasing your word. See, revival means that you leave from this place and you go revive another place. You meet up with somebody at work. You know, I was in Florida. Let me say it this way. I was in Florida, and I'll give this example. And we were shopping. We were there on a business trip, and we were shopping, and I was just looking at some things for my, my grandbabies, and I felt something behind me, and it felt dark. And it hit light. You know, it says the light will expose the darkness. That's what it says. God said this is a breaker's anointing that's here. The breaker's anointing is the light that's inside of you. This little light of mine 
You need to change that song and say, this big, big light of mine that's inside of me. You need to really, you need to change that song. We do. We need to change those words. I'm sitting there thinking, come on, come on. That's the message today. And I'm like, it ain't no little light. It ain't no little light. This ain't no little light. This is the light that brought order to chaos. This ain't no little light. You don't know when your darkness hits this light, bam, everything comes into order. That darkness hit the light. This young little girl, she was dark-headed like you, the one that came up singing and praying. She's probably a little bit shorter. I turned around and I said, Woo, you're beautiful. Light responded. You could tell she was new age, agnostic. But light suddenly hit her. And she began to weep. <gasps> what did you just say to me? And she had her face covered. I said, you're beautiful. And then the natural, that would not have really been, been the response that I would have given. But I'm surrendered to the one who brings order to chaos. And I put my hand, I said, can I touch you? And she said, and I said, it's all right. I just give you my peace. She said, I don't have peace. I said, I know. She said, I was going to kill myself yesterday. She said, I didn't come into work. She said, I was trying to figure out how to kill myself, and I just couldn't figure it out. She says, because I hate the way I look. I hate looking in the mirror. I hate what look is looking back at me. She's a cute little girl. She was adorable. Was she a little tiny thing, just as cute as could be? Surrounded by darkness. And I said, that's a lie. She says, what do you mean that's a lie? And I said, oh, you are much more than what you see in the mirror. And I began to minister light to her. And I could minister light because I had been to the dark place. I'd been in the dark night of the soul. And light had suddenly come and captured me and exposed the darkness and set me free. And I released that breaker's anointing on her. And she's little non-believer. Yeah, I mean, you've all met those little agnostics. So I don't believe in anything. It's it's the 21st century. You got to get with the times. Everything's a God. We worship everything. And I'm like, oh, Lord, little girl, look where it's got you. <laughs> but that day, a little girl was saved. I say a little girl. To me, she was a little girl. She was a woman working in the store. But God's light exposed the darkness and set her free. can take a deep breath and breathe when it's God, when you're the light, when it's him that's shining through, when he penetrates into the darkness. All you have to do is just release what wind is being breathed into your lungs. 
You don't have to, when someone comes and it's stage four cancer, pray a long prayer or prayers that you've heard other people pray. What do I got to pray, Lord? Stage four cancer stood in front of me. And I'm at a house meeting. And I said to the people in the meeting, I said, I have the instructions of the Lord. Don't anybody touch her. Don't anybody come in up and pray. I have the instructions of the Lord. I laid hands on her, and she's a little Baptist lady. And she just said that she felt liquid love going into her body. I didn't even pray a prayer. I just had the instruction of the Lord inside of me, carrying the kingdom of God, and just released it on her. And I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I didn't even know it was stage four cancer, but I said, thank you, God, that she's going to live and not die, that this cancer cannot have her life. Thank you, Lord. I had the instructions of heaven. See, the light will illuminate the Father's heart to you in an instant. See, we've played church, and a lot of people won't come in. They come in with hard hearts because we've played church. It's like, oh, I see that out in the world. You're just another businessman. I remember when I worked at the salon, and I invited a girl to come with me to church, and she said, no. She said, I did that once. She says, but... That's all business. She said, I can come to work for that. I thought, wow. Oh, Lord. Abba. 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 Oh, we need you as our reality. (laughs) So then it can become her reality. And it can become his reality. So it can become the next generation's reality. God's not wanting to fill these seats just for us. He's wanting to fill it for your children and your grandchildren. He's all about blessing a generation. He's all about the future. If he speaks to you now, It's because of your future. If it's for your now, it's because of the seed you're carrying. If he's speaking to you now, it's for your tomorrow. Look at Abraham, Sarah. It was about their seed, what was inside of them. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is what the worship in heaven looks like. So the voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly, I was in the spirit. Sometimes we have to see in the spirit. And the things that are, the ones that are carnal-minded, they're not going to understand some of the things you see in the spirit. And he saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper, carnelian, and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. 
They were all clothed in white and had gold, gold crowns on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumbles of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. I think somebody was talking about the fire today. Around the throne, around the throne, there are flames, burning flames of fire. When I went to heaven in 1989, God took me to heaven. And I know some of you know the story. And this is where I went. I got to see the thrones around the thrones. And I got to see the worship that was around the throne. And all of the thrones were like wheels around wheels. So here is, here's the Lord. And he's sitting high and lifted up on his throne. But all around him, there are thrones. And all the thrones are beings. They're alive. And there's beings on the thrones. So everything in heaven is alive. And all the thrones around the throne is doing this. Nothing sits still around the throne. There's thunder, there's lightning, there's torches, and there's spirits. When you look into the fire, the fire are the spirits of God. It says it here. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion, an ox, human face, an eagle. Each of these living beings had wings. Their wings were covered with eyes. Day after day and night after night, they kept saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship. The one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, and they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created. In the beginning of the book, we start with the creator, and at the end of the book, we end with the creator. He is the one that is to be worshipped. And the warfare is over the worship. When he was calling and saying, I'm separating the day and the night. And you begin to come to the altar. It is all about, will we worship this world and what we're going through? Or will we say, Abba, Abba. You're my reality. I lay down all these other things and I worship you. I come into the worship that is around the throne. He's trying to bring us out of the place, the church age, into an era where the eternal things are a reality because Abba is eternal. He, I am who I am. I am the first. I am the last. I am the one that has always been and who will always be. There is none beside him. There is none that can stand up even higher than him. No one is seated higher than him. 
forever and ever and ever. He is the same yesterday, ancient, 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 ancient yesterday, today and forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and forever and ever and ever. And he's saying, will you come and will you worship like they worship me around the throne? The created beings. But we have to see him. We have to let the light come in. We have to say, God, illuminate. Let me see God. Reveal yourself. He revealed to Paul. Paul was crucifying the church and suddenly, bam, he struck the ground with revival. And he opened his eyes. He closed them, but he opened them. We need to see Jesus with our eyes wide shut. We need to close our eyes and start seeing him as Abba. Seeing him in spirit and in truth. He said, in that day I'll raise up again the ruins of the tabernacle of David. That's the worshipers. Those that will come back and worship him. Those that will come back and, and rebuild. And their hearts will be revived back to him. That DNA is in this house. That DNA is in this house to go out to the land. This is a hub of revival. This is a hub of revival. What's happening in this house is revival. The reality of around the throne, around the throne, and how we'll worship and we'll prophesy. When apostle says, anyone else have a word, anyone else have a word, you know what she's doing? She says, I'm joining in with heaven. I'm bringing heaven to earth. What's happening in heaven is now happening on earth. They're all moving around the throne. They're all bowing. They're all dancing. When they're bowing, when it says they're bowing, it looks like they're doing a dance. We think it's all religious. They're bowing like the priests. No, they're not. They are, they are moving in extravagant worship unto the Lord, and it looks like the most beautiful dance you have ever seen in your life. And as they begin to put their crowns on the ground, the thrones begin to move faster and faster and faster and more lightning begins to be released when there's movement on the earth and we join with what is happening in heaven. When we become the mirror image, we become Christ-like. <laughs> he says, oh, that looks like me. Let's go check that out. His spirit comes in. Woo! Abba! 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 There's a door! And he says, come up! Come up! Are you ready? Come on! Let's come up! Let's come up! Come on! Let's come up! Let's just stand. Come up! Come up! There's an ascending happening. There's an ascending happening. Come up! Come up! Some of you got to reach up. You got to reach in. Oh, the world has told you it's no good to believe in him. He's not going to do anything for you. You're just going to remain the same. You tried it. I hear this again for somebody. You've tried it before, but God says one more time. One more time. One more time. My God, if I looked at Jesus, how through the lens of looking at how this world and men and women have done me and mom and dad and family, my God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere near this building. 
But he shone his light in my dark night. His light came. There was a word that came forth, and it struck my heart. And I said, one more time, God. One more time, I'll trust. One more time. Sometimes you got to get to the end of yourself. we got to get to the end of ourself. Oh, some of us, we do ministry and doing ministry and doing ministry and doing ministry. But he says, come to me. Come to Abba. Come to Abba. Come to Abba. Come to Abba. When you feel the presence like this, just come. Come. Come and be in my presence. Don't be like Martha thinking about I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do that. Doing is okay, but it's all about timing. When you're in the presence like this, when there's people that have created an atmosphere, you can just make a move and stand and God begins to move. Heaven begins to move and he begins to send angels to touch you and minister to you. See, there's a time there's a time coming that ministers are going to have such a reality of Abba that they are going to know that when the anointing comes, they don't even have to lay hands, that there's angels moving just like now. There's angels moving all through you, touching you. There's angels of wind that are here in your midst. And God is wanting you to have revelation. So just submit. Father, let me feel the angels. Let me feel heaven, God. Come on, she just felt it. She just felt it. I feel it all around. There's fire angels. It says this of his angels. Hey, in Hebrew, my angels are winds and my ministers are burning flames of fire. Are you allowing the angels to blow the wind of heaven on you so you can burn bright into the land? God, take us out of our chaos and bring order right now as you blow on us. Bring order into the chaos, God. Bring order. Bring order, God. Bring order. I see it happening. Order coming to your life because God is breathing on you. Woo. I surrender, God. Just surrender. Just surrender. Just surrender. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just rest in the reality that he's Abba. It's a reality right now. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.